a radio show that confesses Christ without confusing the law and the gospel. A radio show that takes Scripture seriously without taking ourselves so seriously. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. Now, the reason why Luther says we daily exercise ourselves with the catechism, we daily read a page of the Bible, of the New Testament, or the Psalms, or some other piece of the Bible, is because by it, we beat back the devil. (laughs) There's no talk of relationship there. There's none of this kind of lavender-scented piety at all. (laughs) It says, look, either you're going to be chewed up and pooped out by the devil, or you're going to read the Bible. (laughs) <laughs> right. Well, uh, I mean, that's how it's not really romantic at all. It's not wrong to talk that, that that God is here. It's just a question of how is he here? Is he here yeah. in my emotions? Do I feel his presence? Or do I know he's here because of his promise? And then over the face of this Moses, you put a plastic happy Jesus mask. Because this is what most people think of Jesus. <laughs> kind of a <laughs> smiley covering up of Moses. What do the games preaching to Hollywood and praise song cruncher have in common? Hold on, I'm, I'm getting a book off the shelf here. You hey, welcome to the show, Pastor Wolf. If you want to join us, you're welcome I'll, to. I'll be there just to hold on a minute. Okay. I have books here, you know. This is awkward. Sorry, doing hey. show prep. <laughs> For once. <laughs> <laughs> after all, the after all, the, the theme music had uh, turned down, so uh, I guess it's time for you to start <laughs> show prep. <laughs> so, yes, uh, so what was the question again? I'm sorry. What do Preaching to Hollywood and Praise Song Cruncher have in common? They're both in today's show. You got it. Uh, and, and per our listeners' submissions, it's questions at tabletalkradio.org. So, uh, but first, we have the buzzwords, a little email action. So yeah, that's right. My theological buzz phrase for you, Pastor Wolf Miller, yeah. mm-hmm. is, uh, and again, uh, the, uh, the uh, theological buzz phrase is underwritten in part by Theopedia.com. <laughs> Uh, and that is inspiration of the Bible. And uh, it says that inspiration establishes that the Bible is a divine product. In other words, Scripture is divinely inspired in that God actively worked through the process and had his hand in the outcome of what Scripture would say. Inspired Scripture is simply written revelation. Scripture is not only man's word, but also and equally God's word, spoken through the man's lips or written with the man's pen. Huh. There you go. I got it. Inspiration of the Bible. You got it. My my buzz phrase for you is the church growth movement. The reason I was looking for a book is because I have a book here called Understanding Church Growth. Now, look, you remember this distinction? This distinction between a house church and a church in a house. <laughs> How it looks on the surface, like those are the same thing. But in fact, they're like the opposite of each other. Mm-hmm. So the same thing is with a growing church and the church growth movement. Church growth movement is a real thing with capital letters. Uh, and so I was looking up to see what this book defined it. Here, I, I think um, I think I'll have. How about this? Here's a couple of, of lines here. Uh, From the beginning, the church growth movement has been rooted in biblical evangelical conversionist theology. Do you get that? Mm. 
kind of conversionist theology. But the church growth is the, the is the uh, movement is the move to st- uh, study both theology and sociology and bring that to bear on the church being bigger. Ah. Okay. Now, I, the reason why I want to read this quote to you, because I have another quotation, and now I'm reading from the book by Lucas V. Woodford. You know Lucas Woodford? No. He's one of our guys. He's a pastor somewheres. Zion Lutheran Church somewheres in the Midwest. I can't believe I don't know where. Anyway, Lucas wrote this book, which is criticizing, in, in part, church growth. And he has a quote from Every Man's guy, Every Church Guide to Growth, in which it is outlined, you're not going to believe this, the three agreements that the pastor has to have with the church if he wants to be a church growth pastor. Okay, number three one. Three mutual agreements. One, the pastor does not visit people in the hospital. You, no, you're making this up. I'm not making it up. Number two, the pastor does not call church members in their homes. And number three, the pastor does no individual personal counseling. Are you sure you're not reading from the book How to Deny Your Ordination Vows? <laughs> this is the everyday, every church guide to growth. Peter Wagner the same guy who wrote this other book, and he says this, Start the church as a rancher, not a shepherd. It's hard for some to picture how they can start a brand new church and not shepherd all the people, but they can as long as there's mutual agreement in the way that it's done in our church, and the mutual agreement requires these basic ingredients. Can you believe that? Mm-mm. Now, i, I got to tell you, I'm all worked up in a froth about this because, because this church growth thing has and the, and the mega church movement that's come out of it has not only become a distortion of Christianity in itself, in other words, it's the, the, the church itself is a sick, distorted sort of place, but it has also distorted the way that normal people think about the church, so that every church in every place and every pastor is struggling because, why? Because they're not growing fast enough, because they're not big enough, because they drive by, and this happened even when I was at a big church on Vicarage, people would talk about this, they drive by these big box evangelical churches, and they think, well, how come our church isn't like that church? It has all the kind of outward allure of success simply because it's big, and it makes, it it it, it, it foists an inferior or in, uh, inferiority <laughs> complex. And a speech here on to the rest of us. Now, so I got a story. You ready? Ready. I was, I think the first time when I was a kid and I was like 10 years old and my family, we were going to visit Mexico. And I remember we were in El Paso and we walked across a bridge across the Rio Grande going into Mexico. And there on the Mexico side, there was a man who was begging. And this man had some sort of deformity in his leg. And so that his leg was huge. I mean, it had like a three foot tumor off the side of his leg, this huge, massive thing there. And it was so obvious that this man was so sick. It really kind of grossed me out when I saw this thing I, because this was an abnormally large growth, on, and it was making this man sick so that he couldn't work or do anything else. Now, th- when we drive by these big churches, we should not see them as success. We should imagine the, uh, some sort of huge, big tumor growing there, and we should feel sympathetic for the people in there, because you know that the pastor had at some point sat down with the church leadership and said, hey, I'm not going to the hospital, I'm not going to visit people in their homes, and I'm not going to have any individual conversations with the people, that that the people there do not, on purpose, do not have a pastor. By design, they do not have a pastor. Now, can oh, you can man. you speak to the 
the either the theological rationale behind that or the maybe non-theological. Well, yeah, you, no, it's it's got to be completely practical. I mean, the reason why the pastor can't individually counsel people and individually see people is because you you simply can't because that's a limitation uh, on the number. See? Yeah. see, I mean, you you reach a certain point to where you can't be expected to know everybody's name or be able to talk to them. You just have so much time in the day. So that so if you want to be some huge massive church and have over a thousand people or two thousand or whatever, three thousand, ten thousand, there's no way that you can in fact interact individually with people. And if people have that expectation, they're gonna be disappointed. So you have to you have to start the church with that expectation that you don't talk to anybody unless basically they're on staff and you're paying them to be part of the leadership team. Mm. But do you see the thing? It's, I mean, it's not only bad for the evangelicals and for the big box churches and this sort of thing. It's bad for the whole church because now the small church thinks that it's doing something wrong because it's a small church. There's no, no nowhere did Jesus say that you have to be a big church that you have to grow at a certain speed. I mean, these expectations are not from the Lord. It's like it's like the it's like the wife that looks at the beauty magazine where everything's airbrushed and people are in impo- have impossible proportions and she thinks that now her husband is going to be upset with her cuz she doesn't re- meet the standard of beauty. What what when did your husband ever say that you're supposed to look like these people that aren't even real people, you hmm. know? But now you walk around with this inferiority complex with kind of this thoughts of inadequacy because the the the, the fancy church down the street and now pe- people are upset with their pastor because they're not growing. The pastor doubts his own call because the church isn't growing like it's supposed to, and everyone walks around moping around. And what happens? People get all mopey, and then they go to those big box churches where they don't have a pastor to talk to. The devil attacks them. They lose their faith, and, and they're damned. I mean, the whole thing is despicable. So, dear listener, whenever you see a big church, think church growth movement and think of a tumor on a guy's leg <laughs> as you're going to Mexico. That's my buzzword. Okay. Church growth. The, okay, church growth. Okay, got it. Uh, we only have about a minute for an email, Pastor, if you have one there. I do have a couple. Here's one. This is a from Camorcus. It's a weird name. Hey, oh, don't, no, don't different. offend our listener. <laughs> this is I read that's just the email. Pastors. When are you going to add tulip-scented marijuana incense to the church service? (laughs) Submitted by Al, age 14. Possibly your youngest listener. How many points do I get for that? Now, Al, I'm not sure you should know about marijuana incense at age 14. Yeah. But I think he's he's successfully trying to meet the criteria for an email in our email cruncher, and that is that it offends the host, offends Calvinists, is short. Yes. And uh, what what was the last one? The secret Calvinist criteria. Oh, which which we don't know. Well, yeah, and the secret Calvinist criteria today is that the email comes from someone under 13 years old. So oh, Al, I'm just sorry, missed you it. are not young enough. That is Almost unfortunate. Got it, mm, bummer. Didn't quite pass. Well, after this commercial break, we're going to be doing some praise song crunching and also preaching to Hollywood. By the way, Pastor Wolfenlier, what version of the praise song cruncher are we currently using? Uh, two point. Seven? I'm not sure. Oh, okay. I wasn't, okay. Well, we're going to figure that out during the break and then do some praise song crunching. If you have praise songs you'd like us to crunch, send them to questions at tabletalkradio.org. We'll be right back after this break. This is a Calvinist hymn.
Table Talk Radio. It's incredible how well our good looks translate to radio. Thankful for God's service through the pastors in your life? Then consider attending Christ for Us in the Office of the Holy Ministry, a conference of the Association of Confessing Evangelical Lutheran Congregations, this coming February 25th through 27th in Cedar Falls, Iowa. Visit our website at acelc.net for information on Christ for Us in the Office of the Ministry. Register online at acelc.net. I have before me the old school Praise Song Cruncher 2.0. This is the one that just had five questions and five questions only. That is, number one, is Jesus mentioned? Uh, two, mystical form, uh, truth and repetition. You have mystical content, immediacy, romance, loss of self, internal subjective. Number four, law and gospel. And fifth, is there any explicit false teaching not already addressed? So that's the praise song cruncher. Now, I think, Pastor Wolfer, don't we have an email um, from a uh, Table Talk radio listener uh, looking for a particular crunch of a Matt Redman song, Your Grace Finds Me? Uh, yes. Aha, here it is. Dear Table Talk Radio, this is from listener number 18 and 18 and a half. <laughs> I do believe that means that this listener is pregnant. With Thank child. you for crunching Breathe by Michael W. Smith. Would you also please crunch Your Grace Finds Me by Rat Matt Redman? I was forced to hear both of these repeatedly on my internship, which shall remain unnamed. This resulted in dreams where I was bitterly crying out, Air is not a means of grace. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that should be a... Uh, a liner there? What's that called? Uh, uh, no, a uh, requi- uh, the thing in the cruncher. And oh. that is if it gives you nightmares. Oh, yeah, uh, good point. Listener 18 continues. Sorry I don't know any side inside jokes, not any funny ones. Perhaps if I had enrolled in the Wolfmuller School of Hilarity, I would at least know some jokes about Calvinists. It's never too late. Also, are you willing to send out a Table Talk Radio maternity treat T-shirt for free? Thanks, listener number 18 and 18 and a half. Well? Uh, that that request is under bureaucratic review. <laughs> We need to send that to our lawyers before we can respond. Yeah, I thought you offered to do that, to send out to, for the first person who requested it, because it's going to have that creepy effect oh, yeah. of having your face and my face on the swollen womb of a listener. <laughs> you know this? You know, I, I'm not sure that listener number, what number is 18 this? and Eight, 18 and a half. 18 is actually going to use it as a shirt. She might get this and use it as a, a, a oil rag or something like that. <laughs> How about you should send it out conditional upon a picture being received <laughs> back at I, Table Talk Radio home office. I think that that, that might work. But, but let's crunch this song, Your Grace Finds Me. And this is by uh, Matt Redmond. It sounds like this. Every day 
I think I just found the song to use as an example of why we need the means of grace, uh, which we'll probably discuss through the course of this song. Um, but Hey, hold on. Someone just sent me a note on Facebook. Let me check on that here. Oh, yeah. I remember how I started a fight on Facebook earlier? That's about this is going on here. Hmm. Ooh, man. Yeah, I can't believe you're not on Facebook. I mean, look at all of this action that you're people fighting on my page here. Hmm. Yeah, I can tell All I'm really missing right. out. I'll take a picture of it and put it on Instagram. Do you do Instagram? No. You're, hey, do you want to do a just, show? You're irrelevant. You are completely irrelevant. Yeah. Okay, who is this Rat, Matt Redman fellow? Have we crunched songs from him before? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All kinds. He, he's, a, he's a popular guy. I'm surprised you don't know him. Okay. Uh, so, is Jesus mentioned in this song? Now, I was just looking about that for Jesus here. Uh, there is a mention of a cross, and I, I am probably safe in presuming. This, this, this song is like tailor-made for a Roman Catholic. But anyway, <laughs> I'm just going to guess that this cr- mention of the cross is probably Jesus' cross. Can we make that stretch? Do you think that's too much of a stretch? That is the best construction, and I, right, by best, see. I mean absolute best. Okay, so let's say that the idea of a cross here, it okay. says this. Here's the line. From the creation to the cross, there from the cross into eternity, your grace finds me. Yes, your grace find, finds me. Okay. Huh. What about uh, mystical form? That is, uh, you know, subject verb object, repet- repetition, then, yeah. So I'm here. Let's see here. Your great grace, oh such grace. Your great grace, oh such grace. Not a sentence. Mm. That's what we call the bridge, I think. And then, so I'm breathing in your grace, breathing out your praise. I'm breathing in your grace forever. I'll be something. Then bridge times two. Bridge. Where's and that's the bridge over here. So there's a few sentences in here. The same for the rich and the poor. Not a sentence. The same for the saint and the sinner. Not a sentence. Enough for this whole wide world. Not a sentence. Your great grace. I mean, There's we, not we many certainly we certainly see the repetition, don't we? Yes. Your great grace, oh such grace. Your great grace, oh such grace. It's there on the mountaintop. I think that's a sentence. It is there on the mountaintop. Mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. that that that's a sentence. I found one. There in the everyday and the mundane. You could make that a sentence by using a comma and connecting it with the verb in the previous phrase. There in the sorrow and the dancing. Now, God's grace is there, by the way. That's what. That's have what we that have we in a while explained why we need sentences? It's not just that Pastor Wolfman there is is a grammar nerd. It's that um, the way that uh, one kind of creates this mystical form is by uh, creating impressions rather than making. Uh, truth statements, because <laughs> when you when you use sentences, you have to uh, communicate something 
as either being true or false. Right. Um, but if you if you want to if you want someone you want to try and create an emotion and uh, connect with the divine, which is the assertion of what the praise song is doing, at least the super mystical ones. The better way to do that is not to insert uh, truth, but rather to create an impression. That's done by incomplete sentences. Yeah, is, is that right? Is that why we do this? Sure. Okay. So mystical form uh, ten, very one, not. Uh very. Uh, let's put it at a. I mean, I'm sure you could make it more mystical, taking out all verbs. So let's give it a eight and a half. Okay, eight and a half it is. Mystical content. Yeah, I think I would say so. Now, but the trouble is, this is kind of a... It's not a lot about what's going on in the inside of me, except for when it starts talking about the kind of the breathing at the end. Kind of like a... What is that called when you're going to have a baby? Lamaz. It's kind of like a Lamaz song at the end. I'm breathing in your grace. I'm breathing out your praise. <laughs> remember that? Remember that Bill Cosby thing? <laughs> <laughs> you sir uh, are a connoisseur of comedians. I can. Oh tell. man, am I ever! There. It, the problem is that look. It, oh look, that's how it starts with the Lamas. It's there in the newborn cry. And then there in the light of every sunrise, wait a minute. Then in verse two, you, it's there on the wedding day. Wait a minute. It's all backwards. <laughs> it's there by the graveside. Oh, look, it's there in the very breath we breathe. Now, what I would like to know while we answer this question about mystical content, I would like to know, in fact, what this song is talking about. <laughs> I think grace. that's going to help me figure this out. God's yeah, grace. But what does that mean by grace? Your grace. So. How is grace in the newborn cry, in every sunset, in the shadows of life, on the mountaintop? In, this is what I would like to know. In what way is there grace on the mountaintop? Hmm. In the in the everyday and the mundane, in the sorrow and the so, dancing. So it's almost like we need certainty of the the place that God's grace comes to us, like, say, through means. Like oh, you're trying to the trick me. Means of grace, like you're some sort. Of typical, you're acting like a typical Fort Wayne guy. <laughs> you know that. You know, like you're looking for God where He said He is, and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> oh, you can't fool me, man. You oh, just hate rats. creation. <laughs> <laughs> you're probably a racist too. But see, no, th- this is the importance, right? So you have this song, and and you've brought up the problem. Uh, we're and you talking. You don't care about mission. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even care if the church grows or not. <laughs> See, this, but this is the problem. When you, when you say that, that, that grace is abounding everywhere, like on the mountaintops and on the wedding day and, and, and weeping of the graveside, if grace is just everywhere, then grace is nowhere. I mean, <laughs> in, in less, unless we're in heaven, right? But the fact of the matter is there, there are those um, who uh, are also on the mountaintop who are rank unbelievers who are despising the word of God still. <laughs> this is the ubiquity of grace. <laughs> it's, and it denies the specificity of it. It's like that uh it's like the uh Incredibles. If everybody's super then nobody is. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so <laughs> it just all the so children happens are above average. <laughs> it just so happens that God uh promises his grace and himself and the forgiveness of sins. Uh, to particular things of creation, and it's yes. not on the mountaintop. He promises it to his to water with his word. He promises it to uh, his word spoken upon bread and wine, where his body and blood is in, with, and under. So this is uh, that way. I know that my sins are forgiven. I know that I uh, have received God's grace because His promise is there. 
uh, not on the mountaintop and not at the graveside, etc. We'll uh, conclude this rant right after this break. <laughs> More Tail Talk Radio after this. We sit. We can do no other. Table Talk Radio. Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. Uh, we are here uh, crunching the song Your Grace Finds Me Apart from Means by Matt Redman. And oh, I'm sorry, it's just Your Grace Finds Me. And uh, so far, typical Fort Wayne guy, <laughs> proving again that you hate the lost. <laughs> no, no, no. It's not that I'm a Fort Wayne grad. It's just that I'm a, I'm, I'm um, considering membership in the Colts of Pure Doctrine. <laughs> I don't know if they'll let you in. Yeah, this song is crunched, by the way. How about that? For <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's <laughs> let's go then to preaching to Hollywood. Uh, I have this song. It's called Demons by Imagine Dragons. I have no idea what that means, but this is how it goes. When the days are cold and the cards all fold and the saints we see are all made of gold When your dreams all fail and the wounds we hail are the worst of all and the bloods run stale I wanna hide the truth I wanna shelter That's how the song goes. Whoa, so uh, this past- song is either a confession of original sin or the theme song for a zombie movie. <laughs> <laughs> One or the other. Yeah. Well, that's I, I, that is sort of why I thought it was interesting enough to play for preaching to Hollywood. Um, Don't so, these guys imagine dragons? They sing the song that I like about radioactive. Yeah, that's uh, the one. That yeah, that annoying song. Yep, that is also by Imagine Dragons. I like the songs that go. Okay. Like all the other praise songs I like. (laughs) Okay, Okay. what are we going to do with this? How does this game work? Uh, We talk about what it means, and then we say how we could uh, uh, preach the gospel (laughs) to uh, the songwriters. Okay. Well, I'm still working through the... I'm still working through the words here there's i mean there's a reference for example to the lord's prayer this is my kingdom come mm-hmm. no matter what we breed i'm not sure what that exactly means but we are still made of greed you see that mm-hmm. so it's t- i mean this is this song talks about original sin more than the praise songs do <laughs> it says this 
When you feel my heat, look into my eyes. It's where my demons hide. Where my demons hide. Don't get too close. It's dark inside. Mm. Whoa. Then something else. Then things start to get real creepy. At the curtain's call, it's the last of all. When the lights fade out, all the sinners crawl. They, they Look at Joel Osteen won't call a guy a sinner, but imagine dragons will. <laughs> they, this is a, you know, people don't understand the word sin. What, wait, what, what? I thought I was singing about that in my Imagine Dragons dance song. But can we understand that in the next stanza? Uh, stanza. <laughs> so, <laughs> the weird. next phrase. <laughs> so, so they, they dug, dug their grave, grave and, the, uh, and the masquerade will come calling out at the mess you've made. So is this trying to say that um, you, uh, the things you do wrong will come back to haunt you sort of a thing? I don't know. Look at the next one. Don't want to let you down, but I'm hellbound. <laughs> <laughs> This is all for you. Don't want to hide the truth. So uh, if nothing else, the writers of this song are saying, hey, look, uh, I am a bad person. Now, whether, mm-hmm. whether that's distributed because of sin or because I have demons inside of me. Um, but look at this. Is, it's almost asking for the gospel. I'm looking at the last verse here. Uh, they say it's what you make. I, I say it's up to fate. It's woven in my soul. Never mind soul. That's an outdated theological term. I need to let you go. And then your eyes, they shine so bright. I want to save that light. I can't escape this now unless you show me how. <laughs> I'm sorry. So uh, this is looking at a person, and they seem like a pretty good person. They, like, they don't, they're not haunted by the demons and the darkness on side. They, they, no matter what they do, they're, they're shaken by greed and by this kind of inborn darkness that haunts their own soul, but they want a way out, and they're looking at someone and say, hey, look, your eyes are glowing with a brightness. How, how, show me how to get out of this darkness here. Mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's asking for the gospel. Yeah, This song is asking for the gospel. Uh, I don't know how... I mean, so we should do some more work on Imagine Dragons. Don't worry, I got Wikipedia here. Hey, we could give a job to Lumpy. He's kind of become kind of lax lately. That I mean, guy is lazy. I almost think that ever since ugly. you got a vicar, Lumpy's been out of work. Have you... <laughs> Is that true? <laughs> Did you hear me reaching for a book before the show started? Yeah. That was Lumpy-esque. Oh, okay. Um, well, get Lumpy on the job for that. But uh, how would I, I think that this, this song, if nothing else, gives us a way to talk about original sin. And then what is that way? I mean, if this is true, if this is man's condition, no, I mean, no matter who it is, then um, how, could, how could any one of us save another, right? I mean— if I am sinful uh, and and uh, am selfish and only care for myself more than the next person, how can someone who is born of the same condition save me from that? They can't. Right. And so you need as someone to someone who's perfect to descend to our level to to pull us out of that muck and mire. That's and it right. just so happens. I know someone like that. <laughs> You've heard of that. Uh, I've heard rumors. <laughs> Legend tells. Yeah, Christ Himself uh, did that very thing. So, uh, I don't know. Do you think that 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 would get at least get us started in talking about the gospel? I would say so. I mean, this song is just built for that. This song. I mean, this is uh, exactly. I mean, so so look. You know, half the work on talking about the gospel is getting to the point of sin. Mm-hmm. So you go up to someone and say, "Hey, Jesus died for sinners," and they say, "Remember." They say, "Oh, if I find one, I'll tell them." <laughs> So we got so you got to preach the law. So we realize we need this. This is doing it. I mean, this is. Ba- I mean, this song is begging for the gospel. I got all these demons of darkness. My soul is clouded and I'm dying. The grave is going to come, and my works are going to follow me and doom me. What can I do? I want to save 
that light. I can't escape this now unless you show me how. So show, show, show me how. And the and the how is the is nothing we're doing but the death and resurrection of Jesus. Right. Hey, let's go to another praise song, Cruncher. Uh, oh man, Dustin in Denver writes, "Hey, Pastors, I heard the song Build Your Kingdom Here' by Ren Collective and my sister's Lutheran Church a while back. Even though I like the song, it uh, it's uh, kind of." Uh, it kind of raised an eyebrow with me. Can you run this through the praise song, Cruncher? Thanks, Dustin. Dustin, happy to do that. Uh, and here's the song, uh, uh, Build, Build Your, your k- Kingdom Here. Yeah, by Rin Collective. Come set your rule and reign In our hearts again Increase in us, we pray Unveil why we're made Come set our hearts ablaze with hope Like wildfire in our very souls Holy Spirit, come invade us now We are your church We need your power in us We seek your kingdom first Hunger and we thirst Refuse to waste our lives For you're our joy and prize To see the captive hearts released The hurt, the sick, the poor at peace We lay down our lives for heaven's course We are your church Uh, build your kingdom here by Rin Collective. All right, Pastor Wolf. Rin Collective sounds just like uh, who's that band that I like? But they they need a ukulele. Uh, Mumford and Sons. Yeah, Mumford and Sons. Mm-hmm. So uh, is Jesus mentioned in this song? Well, let's see here. <laughs> let's just take a look. Let's see. just look. <laughs> Answer no. Jesus not mentioned. There is a capital Y, your. Mm. Holy Spirit is mentioned. Yeah, the Holy Spirit is addressed here. I suppose this is talking about the Holy Spirit. Oh, there it is. I mean, last last verse, fill us where, with where? the strength and love of Christ. Okay, so it's not talking to Christ. So the you in this is either the Father or the Holy Spirit. Uh, and I and you know because it's praying that the you would come and start a fire in our soul, a soul fire, wildfire, not just a fire, but a wildfire in our very soul. That sounds like now, it's a bit out of control. I don't look at like it come set our hearts ablaze with hope, like a wildfire in our very souls, as and as opposed to a fire in our souls. Those adjectives, wild and very. <laughs> this is crazy stuff here. Okay, yes, Jesus is mentioned. You found him there at the end. Okay. Fill us with the strength and love of Christ. Okay, with just uh, about a minute left here, uh, what about mystical form? Uh, it's fairly repetitive, but you know what? There's different stanzas, and they say different things. I mean, mm-hmm. sort of different things, like uh, different places for the fire to be, mm-hmm. different stuff to grow on the inside of us. Yeah, I don't think it's t- terribly repetitive. We are the church. We are the hope on earth. What does that mean? Okay, well, I, I have a question for you about uh, that on the other side of this break, and it has to do with that concept that we are the church. 
Uh, so maybe we'll discuss that here in a little bit when we come back on Table Talk Radio after this break. Don't forget to visit our website, tabletalkradio.org, where we have the world-famous Table Talk Radio merchandise shop where you can get your <laughs> One very... less pregnant lady t-shirt. <laughs> your, you can get your very own maternity Table Talk Radio t-shirt because I know that's what you've been needing. Uh, we'll finish crunching this song and then listen to Carry On by Fun after this. Isn't it? It is. It is. You hey. really are listening to Table Talk Radio. Like home. Yeah, more bumpers. <laughs> like a stone. And I feel hate hey. to your arms. Oh, yeah, I did. These days of dark. Wish we would know. We'll blow away. <laughs> Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. Okay, Pastor Man, Roman, I'm, I'm glad Mumford and Sons doesn't do a praise song. I'd be <laughs> yeah, I know. Or, <laughs> uh, what would you do, man? I don't know. Uh, uh, okay, so here, huh? I think Christians have um, a old identity crisis that we've already addressed, actually, but some Christians don't know it. And that is the question, what is the church? Now, yeah. <laughs> it just so happens... This was a big deal at the time of the Reformation, because here you have Martin Luther and friends um, saying, Hey, Pope, you're wrong. It's not justification by faith and works. It's justification by faith alone. And you know what they did to our dear friend, uh, Dr. Martin Luther? They, uh, to put it nicely, showed him the door. <laughs> and they said, slap you. Yeah, the and they out. said, look, you're out, and uh, we're the church. You're not, so you have no hope. Now... This is where um, the Reformers had to have a, a, a big theological debate, and that is, what is the Church? Um, now, Rome would say, we're the Church because we have the Pope. Yep. And, uh, and, and then they had to figure, well... How can you argue against that? Right. <laughs> but but, oh, but what, is, what is the Church, then? <laughs> now, um, what you hear today to be very, very popular is that the Church is defined that... Um, that uh, the group of believers is the church. Now that I don't think that's that's wrong. We w- we would say certainly, but it's it comes at at a denial um, of of what the church is as the Lutherans responded. So, Pastor, why don't you tell us um, in this kind of controversy, as you like to say, how did the Lutherans define what the church was? Luther has this great definition where he says uh, even a six-year-old child knows what the church is, and that is sheep who hear the voice of their good shepherd. Ah. So you got to have three things. you got to have believers, and uh, and then they got to be hearing God's Word, and Jesus has to be speaking. So Jesus speaking and His Word, which is spoken, and people who are hearing and believing it. Nice. So they came up with the marks of the church. The church is the, where you locate the church, is where the gospel is rightly preached, and the sacraments are rightly administered. Or or the other option is where there's a bunch of people jumping around saying they're praising Jesus. <laughs> well, see, that's the difference. So so where, where uh, so when the Lutherans thought, okay, the, it can't be where the Pope is. Uh, what is it? And it's like, well, what is the church? Well, what's, what's the, the purpose 
the 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 reason the Lord has established a church on earth. And they came to the conclusion, well, it's because he has a place to give out his gifts. So where his gifts are being dished out, that's where the church is. But now evangelicals would come along and say, it's not about receiving the Lord's gifts. It's about our doing. And so now the church is defined as the, the body of believers where they're going out and, and doing good things to people. Now, if, with that kind of in mind, read these stanzas again. It says, uh, Come, let your, uh, set your rule and reign in our hearts again. Increase in us, we pray. Unveil why we're made. Come and set our hearts ablaze with hope like wildfire in our very souls. Holy Spirit, come invade us now. We are your church. We need your power in us. Yeah, that's right. We seek your kingdom first. We hunger and we thirst. So it's just—it's a perfect definition, a mystical definition of the church. Yeah. Or read. <laughs> or how about this next stanza? We seek your kingdom first. We hunger and we thirst. Refuse to waste our lives for you, our joy and prize. Uh, to see the captive hearts release, the hurt, the sick, the poor at peace. We lay down our lives for heaven's cause. We are your church. We pray, revive this earth. Yeah. And who's doing it? We are. It's us. It's all our work. I mean, we we are just in a complete identity crisis of what is the church, and because we've been so anti-institutional and anti-denomination, we've come uh, to this definition of the church, but this definition of the church brings us back to law that we're doing things for God rather than God doing for us, just like the, the Roman Catholic Church and defining it as the Pope. That's right. That's right. And then... <laughs> I don't care what you say, though. All that aside, it has this line in it, which makes me like it. Awake the kingdom seed in us. <laughs> I have no idea what that means. Okay, so mystical content. Is this thing, <laughs> does this have any mystical content? Oh, it doesn't matter. That line's great. <laughs> okay. Yeah, of course. I mean, it's all mystical content. It's all about kind of, I mean, it's like, this, this is the classic mysticism. My soul is the tender and it just needs to be stoked into a flame by, uh, well, mostly by probably singing this song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This, I mean, this is what the praise song is. It's, 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 like, uh, it's like billows for the fomus of your touching divinity tinder on the inside. What a disaster. <laughs> yeah, it's all mystical content. So, is that what you were asking about? Yeah. Yeah. Set your church on fire. Look at how I don't want. I mean, we probably better not take that literally. <laughs> hey, you you told me the praise song last Sunday. What are you? What do you mean? Heal our streets in our land. Everyone leaves. <laughs> yeah, heal our streets in our land, and everyone quits their jobs and they go to work for the highway department. <laughs> okay, what about law gospel? Uh, let's see. It talks about being hurt. Increase, but look, this whole thing's a denial of original sin. With the internal, this you know, with the little tinderbox ready to be stoked to the fire, it's all denial of original sin. Okay, dear Ren Collective, please mix your songs with Imagine Demons. <laughs> I said no with Mumford and Sons. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, 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 yeah. Imagine they, they yeah, that's right. Because they got go learn original sin. From original Imagine sin. Yeah. Imagine dragons. I'm sorry. Imagine dragons. The song demons. Okay, now let's do another song here for. Uh, Preaching to Hollywood. This is, is from this? the group this called work Fun, and it's the song Carry On. Is this a popular song? Yes. Oh, I've heard this song. 
These, this guy sort of sound like Mumford and Tons too. That's my criteria. They also sound like of men. What's that other band? Of men and something? Of monsters and men. What was that about? I should listen to the words. You swore and said we are not. We are not shining stars. This I know. I never said we are. Though I've never been through hell like that. I've closed enough windows to know you can never look back. If you're lost in a vault, or you're sinking like a stone, carry on. Oh, look at this. May you pass <laughs> me the sound of your feet upon the ground. Carry on. Carry on, carry on. All right, so that's Carry On that by song. Fun. All right, so uh, what, do you, what do you make of this song, Pastor Wolf Miller? Uh, I'm looking at the next stanzas here. My head's on fire. My legs are fine. After all, they're mine. <laughs> Uh-oh. Better not read the rest of that line there. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> there we go. Here, let's see. Uh, now, this, uh, it seems like this is another original sin song. Why are they uh, so original sinny? I bet you you wouldn't find so much original sin talk in the country western genre. Are you we kidding We should experiment me? that way. Mm. It's more about actual sin. But I I think this should this should tell us something though about the world, um, and that is that um, it does, <laughs> you you don't have to have the Bible. Well, let, let me let me qualify this after I say it. You don't have to the you don't have to have the Bible to know about original sin. Now it just so happens that um, we can't know the 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 full depth of our sin apart from the scriptures, um, and maybe we maybe we don't know it before a righteous God. But people know that life is miserable. <laughs> they yeah. they know that things just aren't right, and and that that is the 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 doorway to to talk about law and gospel, uh, to talk about the Ten Commandments and the Creed, to talk about uh, our wretched sin and our wonderful Savior who comes to to redeem us from such sin. I mean, th- this is everywhere. We know that life is miserable because we look around and notice it. <laughs> You know, it's just it's just we we need we need the scriptures, um, the 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 preaching of the law to connect the dots to realize that this means that we stand before a uh, an angry God. Yeah, I think that's right. So that so that we at least says something's broken here. But look, the 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 solution that the that the hymn that we're listening to offers is we just keep on going. Don't give up. Right. Carry on. Carry on. Yeah. Pick, pick yourself up by your own bootstraps. Um, uh, proceed with persistence. This kind of thing. Hang in there. And look, and look at it. Starts. It says, "We are not. We are not the shining stars." This I know. I never said we are. But then look later. It says, "Because here we are. We are shining stars. We are invincible. <laughs> we are who we are. On our darkest day, when we're miles away, sun will come. We'll find our way home." If you're lost and alone, you're sinking like a stone, carry on. See? Now, wait a minute. Are we or are we not like the stars? Fun. I, I always get that. I mean, sometimes I say that we aren't shining stars. Sometimes I say we are. You know, it's it's hard to keep track. <laughs> be consistent. But you see, it's like, you know, kind of puck up your courage. Be encouraged by the song and you'll make it. And that is not a real hope. That's true. And that's all the time we have for Table Talk Radio. 
Thanks. Wait, wait. Oh, yeah. Where the points are like bragging about the size of your church tumor. <laughs> What's Thanks wrong for listening that? to this edition of Table <laughs> Talk fine. Radio. Table Talk Radio is not for everyone. Please consult your pastor before listening to Table Talk Radio. Side effects may include nausea, vomiting, headache, heartburn, hair loss, hallucinations, and aversion to incomplete sentences with aquatic imagery, psychosis, coma, death, halitosis, lung cancer, brain tumors, sleep gain, internal bleeding, internal combustion, a sudden craving to smell your backseat, claustrophobia, an uncontrollable urge to fight the Calvinists on Twitter, and falling off your treadmill. For more information, visit tabletalkradio.org.